The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Sit Joe Flacco, everyone. There's no way he can be good, right? And we're off to a great start here. In Fantasy Week 17. Welcome, everybody. Happy Friday. Good luck to you all this weekend. Hope you had Brees Hall. Hope you had Joe Flacco. Flacco was only rostered in half our leagues, started in 22% of leagues, drops 28 fantasy points. Jamie and Dave, here's my question to you. Let's say you've got Josh Allen or Dak Prescott, and I say, or whoever, Jalen Hurts, whatever you want it to be. I say to you, I will, you sit that guy, I'll give you Joe Flacco. You take his 28 points. Would you take. Take the 28 or you're yeah. going to roll the dice? No, I'm taking 28. What'd you say, Jamie? Of course you take the 28. Take the 28. I mean, Purdy against the commanders. You're going to take the 28 there? Yes. <laughs> you know he's not going to be the number one quarterback. Someone's going to outscore. Yeah, I, I'll take 28 all day. All right. Why? You guys are boring. You guys are boring. Take the mystery box. Hey, Joe Flacco's boring. He's falling asleep on the bench last night. <laughs> <laughs> he sure was. Um, all right, everybody. Good morning, and hope everybody's having a great day. And let's get let's start. I mean, we don't have to talk about next week so much, although next week is going to be a lot about who's playing and who's not. Joe Flacco, he may not even play. They may not have much to play for next week. So uh, we'll see if they give him a little bit. They might. If, if the Ravens lose, they absolutely have something to play for. Right. <laughs> Imagine if they get the one seed. How crazy would that be? <laughs> crazy, yeah. That would be a microcosm of the 2023 NFL season. That's what it would be. Um, any thoughts? You know what's though? great is uh, is I think the the probably unless I'm missing somebody, two of the best finalists for comeback player of the year: Joe Flacco and Baker Mayfield. Old guys rule. No, Baker's still young, but uh, yeah, I know you were talking about Flacco there. Okay, uh, anything you want to discuss from last night? Big game from Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. Not so much. Five catches for fifty Do the yards. Jets make the playoffs if Joe Flacco's still on the roster. No. 
I don't know what the heck's going on here with Joe Flacco. Okay, I'm sorry, but nobody. People are ripping the Jets. Nobody wanted him. Every, there's so many teams that Browns didn't even want him. Right, nobody wanted him. I have no idea what's happening right now. Do you remember the Browns tried him out, and then he was on his way to Cincinnati, and they were like, "Okay, no, just come back. We'll we'll sign you." This is a dream run. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about here? Anything, Jerome Ford? What do you guys want to talk about? That was pretty. Well, you never know. What to, yeah, it's, it's such a weird time of year. We're we gonna look ahead to next week. Brees Hall is uh, number two running back next year. Next year. I, he's got to be in the first round conversation. Oh, he was before last night. It, sure. But like year coming off the ACL Jets, I, I assume they're going to rebuild that offensive line. Rodgers will be healthy and ready to go. And the passing game could be even more dangerous. They could add another piece there. I, I, oh, yeah. Rodgers wants uh, Devontae Adams. The die is cast for Brees Hall to have a monster 2024. It was really nice. If you started Elijah Moore, if you were one of the 16% of CBS managers that started Elijah Moore, even though he left with a concussion, he, he was he was great. Five catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Whether it was a coincidence or not, as soon as he left, the Browns offense did nothing. The Browns passing game did nothing. Flacco had a terrible second half, uh, but still. Well, they all puts, got super conservative. Put up mm-hmm. 28 points. They just uh, wanted to get out of there. David Ajoku going into next year. This is yeah. I thought about that yeah. this morning. Well, he's getting a quarterback downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I I wonder if he ends up being like a decent value pick at tight end. I don't think there's no, no way you're going to be in the over. in the middle overdrafted. Know, group. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Now you're going to take him with what? the sixth round pick and those. Guys no, no, no. Gonna, I don't oh, think you should. I don't round. think you should. But if someone it's, else does in your league, there's no chance he's not going before the sixth round. Well, then nah, someone's going to. Probably pay a little too much for David Njoku, but he's you're going to rank him as a top ten guy at least, if not top eight. Well, he was ranked as a top ten guy this year. Um, yeah. There, I mean, you think about it; it's going to be in whatever order: Kelsey, McBride, Laporta, probably Kincaid, Andrews. Uh, Andrews, and then he's right there. And we can keep forgetting about the guy who finishes top four every year, George Kittle. George Kittle was uh, Kittle will be right there too. Yeah, I mean, we were saying how overdrafted he was. I think he was a fourth or a fifth round pick, and he's been fine. He's been great. Yeah. Still, I would say maybe a little overdrafted because he's had a lot of bad games. But um, yeah, I don't. You just name so we just named like six tight end. I don't know that he's going to be a, a top sixty pick, David Njoku, but he is going to be, in, be in there, right? I mean, top seventy at worst, and uh, it's going to be. Interesting. I mean, look, they could they could add a wide receiver and things change, but. Uh, He's obviously very talented. They have no cap space. They, <laughs> they overpaid the quarterback. Yeah. He's a very talented guy, but he's it's going to be a tough call on the Joker. You're not getting a discount on the Joker next year. No, but I think the the I'd consider him in round seven, eight, somewhere in that range as a value play at tight end. Hey, what where do you go with Nick Chubb next year? Got to see how healthy he is. Got to see what else they do sure. back there. Right. But that line will uh, be rebuilt, too. They'll get all their guys back. He should be fine. He's going to be about yeah, a year but he, removed. He's, I mean, again, year one ACL at his age. Round I might three. take the Joker first. Oh, you're not Whoa. taking the Joku over Chubb. I'm not drafting Nick Chubb in the first five rounds. Oh. We'll yeah. see if you hold on to that. I like the idea. I, I like, now that we've seen Jerome Ford. A, a 30-year-old running back at, coming so up. He's not 30. Is he 30? No. He's going to be 29. All right. I thought he was a little younger than that. You sure he's going to be 29? I thought he was going to be 28. 
20, whatever it is. It's I'll, actually a huge difference in terms of running Google. backs historically. There are no, not, not 20, 27, 28 is when they start to fall. He'll be 29 next. He turned 28 December. two just, days ago. He just turned 28 two yeah. days ago. Happy birthday. I hope you're healthy. I won't be drafting. <laughs> it will be his age 28 season. And no chance. Coming off an ACL. I mean, you say, I, okay, but I think if, I think if Nick, Chubb, I, Nick Chubb's ADP will be in the first five rounds. Yes. Oh, I 100% agree with that. Okay. We'll see. We remember this conversation because it's all. I, he I, I week promise two. you. I, I promise you. I will not draft him in the first five rounds. Okay. okay. Everybody write it down, everybody. If you're listening, write it down. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to forget tomorrow. So, all right. Cleveland at the Jets is in the books. 37-20. Uh, Browns win. Browns make the playoffs. Congratulations. What do we have coming up in the offseason? What do we have coming up next uh, next week, which is also next year? A normal week pretty much next week, except we will certainly look ahead to next season. I got to send an email asking for all your guys' uh, top 12s. Right. We got to do top 12s and stuff like that. And and uh, like next week when we preview games, it's going to be a lot of who's playing and who's not playing, who's going to be playing for a half. So I'll ask you a 2024 question for each game as well. So if you've been eliminated or you're not playing, which is the case for most of you, uh, you know, there'll still be content next week that's relevant. And then after that, three episodes per week for the next six months or so. I think in June we get up to four, something like that. Uh, but we never go away. We have at least three episodes every week. There's still going to be the Dynasty show. And yeah, listen in the off season because it's a lot of fun. It's laid back, obviously, but it's very informative and it will help you and it'll help us. You know, it's where we sort of formulate our thoughts for the upcoming season. It's going to help you a lot going into 2024. We still have the weekend content. So tune into Fantasy Football Today on CBS Sports HQ on Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern and on youtube.com slash fantasy football today at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, we will answer your start sit questions. We had a nice crowd last night in the live stream. I thank you for that. Um, so let's do it again on Sunday. News and notes. All right, quarterback, we'll just run through it again. We got a lot of guys starting that we didn't think would be starting. Jarrett Stidham, Jaron Hall for the Vikings. I'll come back to that in a second. Tarad Taylor for the Giants. Jacoby Brissett for Washington. Looks like Will Levis is good for the Titans. C.J. Stroud in that same game. He's going to play. Kyler Murray has mispracticed with an illness. We, you know, he sh- we would expect him to play, but he has not practiced yet. Um, I don't... Are you still ranking Trevor Lawrence? I am ranked, but it's not he's in my playing. top 15. I don't know that he's playing. He still hasn't practiced. He's playing. Of course he is. <laughs> Very confident there. Uh, Brad, they, they, they should probably sit him, but I mean, his track record suggests he'll play. I know, I know, but ever, it could come to an end. Uh, but Jaron Hall starting for the Vikings. We are going to talk about this game, but just real quick, Justin Jefferson, is he still a top five, top 10 wide receiver this week? Yes. Okay, which one? Where do you fall for you, Justin Jefferson? Top three. Top three still? I'm top five. I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with it. Those those 49ers receivers are looking really good against the Commanders. Oh, let's see if Jamie knows. Jamie, uh, do you know the home road splits for Brandon Ayuk? You are a very big home road split guy. Uh, I'm going to guess he's much better on the road. Well, he has caught five of his six touchdowns on the road. That's the weird thing. But at home, he averages 118.3 yards per game. On the road, 61.6 yards per game. He has not had a good road game with Debo yards-wise since week one against the Steelers. Uh, it is very strange because you look at Ayuk's game log. He's got a lot of games with 55 or fewer yards. It's almost half his games lately 
so he's he's weird. Um, hopefully the commanders can cure that. <clears throat> but he, even if he doesn't get the yards, he usually gets a touchdown. Okay, anyway, uh, running back news. Devon Achan's good to go. Raheem Mostert has not practiced, but he is expected to play. But I don't know. Have your feelings changed about Mostert since the start of the week? Because he's always, not that he's the start of the week, since the beginning of the week. Mostert's always on the injury report, but this seems different. I mean, he got hurt on Sunday, hasn't practiced yet. Uh, Has anybody downgraded Raheem Mostert? I dropped him a few spots uh, yesterday, but still in the top 12. Um, If he doesn't practice today, but still expected to play, then he's going to really fall. Okay. And A-Chan rise in that scenario? Not really. I I don't really love the setup for any of them if if most are hurt. All right. Still not expecting Pacheco at this point. Clyde also mispracticed with an illness. A lot of people are sick, including Dave Richard. How you feeling, bud? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Man. Jamie never gets sick. The Iron Man over there. Never even heard like a sniffle out of him. Uh, I sneezed yesterday on the show. I muted myself. I took myself off camera. (laughs) That's that's nice of you. Uh, Chuba Hubbard has been missing practice with a hamstring injury. Anybody worried about Chuba Hubbard right now? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was limited, actually, not missing. I I think he missed. Okay, that's what I thought. But then Chris said, no, I think he was limited. And then I looked it up and he, I'll look it up right now. Chuba Hubbard was limited two straight games. I think it was reported that he missed, but on the website it says limited. So let's keep an eye on this one here with Chuba Hubbard and a hamstring injury. Yeah, very good number two running back if he plays. Yeah, facing the Jaguars. Zeke has an illness. Looks like, uh, well, Chris Rodriguez is is out, but Brian Robinson's been limited, so he looks better to, to play against the Niners. Josh Jacobs has mispracticed. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I did see a report that said uh, he's still expected to play. Do you expect Josh Jacobs at this point? No, not that he hasn't practiced in two days. Is coming off two straight missed games. Okay. Yeah, I think it's certainly in limbo. Ramondre's on IR. I think I mentioned that. Uh, wide receiver news. Jamar Chase has not practiced, did not commit to playing this week at the Chiefs. But he talked a lot of trash. He spoke to the media and he talked trash. He Who does that and doesn't play? <laughs> well, I guess the, the the thing would be is if he's asked a question and he wants to give an honest answer. I, I guess. Your mind. Um, I've got him limited in practice on Thursday. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Limited. Who, Chuba or Chase? Chase. All right. But he still did not commit to playing. But what are you guys nope. thinking here? For Chase, I mean the fact that he said what he said, you would hope he plays. <laughs> I hope so. Right, yeah. has to play now, <laughs> and and it would really work out in his favor if Snead doesn't play. Well, yeah, because that would make him right, I guess, because he's basically like sec- trashing their secondary. But Snead also has not been practicing, so there are a lot of moving yeah. pieces there in that Bengals game. Yeah, hmm. Friday will be a big day for all these players that we're talking about. All right, so so how much would your rankings of Jamar Chase change if Legereus Need is out. Oh, he'd be top twelve at least. I, I just wonder how healthy he is. You know, so there there's a little bit of a concern there because AC sprain shoulder, you know, will he be a decoy? It's still Jake Browning. He said what one good game with Jake Browning. Right. Mm-hmm. So I uh top twenty. I'll say top twelve if there's no Sneed. All Still right. figure they'll have to throw a lot. He'll get his targets. Jalen Waddle has officially been ruled out or just expected to be ruled out? 
it's expected to be ruled out. All right. Uh, still Cortland Sutton in the concussion protocol. DK Metcalf popped up on the injury report with a back injury. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. He's on the injury report a lot and almost always plays. Chris Godwin has been missing practice, but he's expected to play. Zay Flowers still has not practiced. Um, we'll sit to see about that one. That's kind of been the norm for him, too. Yeah, especially lately. Debo has been limited. Marquise Brown we're not expecting, right? Not I mean, as he does. Can't, can't start him. Keenan Allen we're not expecting. Josh Palmer still in the concussion protocol. Michael Pittman, are you expecting him? Uh, trending in the right direction, but still not expecting him as of now. Pittman? Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas still not practicing, I believe. Yeah. And then doesn't matter. Big one. No, here. no, no it doesn't. Sorry. Well, it might if you want. Pittman got in a full practice on Thursday. So my guess is that he just needs to pass protocol and he'll be out there against the Raiders. Yeah, come on. Get out there. And then this is yeah. a big one here. Christian Watson and Dontavian Wicks, they have to practice today to have a shot at playing. Jaden Reed's been limited, so this could be a good spot for Reed if it's just mm-hmm. him and Dobbs, basically, without Wicks and Watson. Tight ends. Michael Mayer, who cares? Uh, Cole Komet, though, has been missing practice, so he may not play against the Falcons. And Hunter Henry did get in a limited practice. I don't know if you guys aren't too excited about him. Uh, I'd be moderately excited about Henry if you're streaming tight ends still. Okay. Uh, what are the big offensive line ones here? It looks like Trent Williams is is probably going to play. He's been limited, but Aaron Banks is not practicing for the Niners. Ryan Ramchick's not playing, and he talked about his career. Right tackle for the Saints got to reevaluate yeah. his career in the offseason. Uh, Tyron Smith not playing this week, or or what? Uh, I believe he was still trying to fight through it. Okay, not limited practicing. All right, and then the big. Defensive stuff would be Legereus Sneed for sure. Um, don't think Jonathan Hankins is going to play this week for the Cowboys. In fact, I think he may no, be he's ruled, been ruled out. out. He's been ruled out, right? Here comes David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Nick Benito for the Broncos, edge rusher. He's practicing in full and is expected to play against the Chargers. I've been mentioning that the Eagles defense looks like it's getting healthier with Cunningham and Morrow at linebacker and Avante Maddox looking good for this week. I can't promise you that they're going to play, but they've been practicing. Darius Slay, though, is still missing practice. Keeping an eye on the Seahawks with Jordan Brooks, their linebacker. He's been missing practice. Giants had a good practice report yesterday with Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson, Deontay Banks, three key contributors for them, especially Lawrence and Banks. They were limited. That's good news. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, we still don't know about him against the Dolphins. And I'll stop there. <clears throat> no hide in Epineza. No hide in Epineza? Epineza? No, I'm saying you keep forgetting them. I think they're still limited. Still limited. Okay. Um, I guess I've been forgetting them because they're playing New England, but I shouldn't be forgetting them. They're they're important, obviously. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have one question for each game. We have seven games today. Detroit, Dallas, Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. How about that history of Mike Evans going up? <laughs> Got to be facing the, the, uh, the Saints in the fantasy championship, of course. Uh, Atlanta at Chicago, Rams at Giants, Niners at Washington, and Arizona at Philadelphia. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. It's time for one question for each game. We'll start with Detroit at Dallas, and let's rank the running backs. Dave Richard. This is how you're going to get me on game of the week? Nope. Nope. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, rank the running Uh, backs. It's Gibbs, and then I think I... It depends on scoring. If it's non-PPR, I'll take Montgomery over Pollard. I'm nervous about Pollard. I think the matchup's just too tough for him, even with Dottle out. But in PPR, who do I have ranked higher between the two of these guys? I've got Pollard a few spots ahead of Montgomery. Jamie Pollard to Montgomery in P- full PPR. Uh, I go Montgomery. Um, I just think, again, the Hankins injury has been a, a, a good spot for running backs against them for the most part. Uh, and the Lions just basically run on everybody. So give me Montgomery over Pollard. Green Bay at Minnesota. Do you like the running backs in this game? It's a much better matchup for the Minnesota guys than it is for Aaron Jones. Um, but do you like the running backs in this game, Green Bay at Minnesota? Uh, Jones over Chandler. Um, both borderline starters. I have Chandler ranked as a flex, but uh, you can consider starting him if you need him. Uh, I, li- I like what I saw from Jones last week. I like the usage of the last two games. I uh, just got a little unlucky without scoring a touchdown. And if, I mean, half the receiving core is out, hopefully they throw them a little bit more. Okay. Um, listen, man, I got to tell you, I have no idea how I'm going to get Dave. I don't even know what the game of the week is. You're about be. to do it with the next game. I have, I have I New Orleans and Tampa Bay. All right, Dave. Can you trust Mike Evans in your fantasy championship? Of course you're going to trust Mike Evans in your fantasy championship because he's got such a great track record uh, just this season. And I think the Saints secondary isn't that good. Oh, gosh, he has the worst history against the Saints. I know. I'm ignoring it. I'm Even totally without ignoring Lattimore, it. I'm, just, it's I'm not... trusting how he's played over the course of the year. He's and how Baker's been playing lately. Yeah, no, I mean, look, he's obviously the man. But I think in the last three games, he's got 10 fewer targets, let me see, than, than uh, Chris Godwin, just, just so you know. Uh, yeah, but he had another two touchdown game last week. I mean, it's- he has 14 fewer targets than Chris Godwin. He's 20 targets to 34 in the last three games. It's wild. I know, I know. Look, it's you, you cannot even think about sitting Mike Evans. And, but- and this year he got hurt against them, so it's not like it's the it's the game script or yeah. how it unfolded. He got hurt. All right, all right. no Marshawn Lattimore, top 10 wide receiver. Atlanta's at Chicago. Does DJ Moore get back on track? He uh, facing a team that gives up the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers been pretty good lately. Wolverine, man. He's healed up. He feels 98% better than he did last week after he hurt his ankle. There might not be Cole Komet, so the target volume could spike. And Falcons run defense is really good. They've been good all year long. They might have to take to the air. I'm absolutely starting DJ Moore. Yeah, but he's more of a number two receiver than a number one guy this week. I have him 13th in PPR. Yeah, he's right in there. I could move him up a little bit more, maybe. Could maybe put him at a Devontae Smith. Yeah. Well, I would take more Devontae Smith, but I would take Nico Collins over him. I would take uh, Rashi Rice over him. What about David Montgomery? David Montgomery or DJ Moore? Oh, more in in PPR. Montgomery, none. More, none. More across the board. All right. 
Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants. Oh, I forgot. There was a topic I was going to bring up. I totally forgot. I'll do it now. Are, do you have any concerns? I think specifically it would be San Francisco, if there were some, about the West Coast to East Coast trip and the 1 o'clock start for the Rams and the Niners. Rams at the Giants, Niners at Washington. I, I actually did a little bit of, of, of research on this last night. I looked at all of the West Coast teams and all of the trips that they made. And I, I mean, I could make a case. There have been some bad performances. I don't know if that was because of the trip. But I think especially like it's a unique situation to play a Monday night game at home or Monday night game on the West Coast and then go to the East Coast for a one o'clock game on Sunday. That's what the Seahawks did. I mean, the Titans aren't on the East Coast, but it's still a long trip. That's what the Seahawks did last week and they were asleep for a half. That's what the Niners have to do this week. But with the Rams or the Niners, are you even considering that factor? Well, the Rams-Ravens game was a 1 o'clock start, right? Yes. Yes, it was. And that's one of the best examples. And Stafford went nuts. Yeah, I I don't – I think if if they've already experienced it once and recently, I wouldn't be concerned. Um, The Niners, you could maybe say that. But, I mean, this is get your butts refocused and, Mm -hmm. you know – you, you got to win this game. Otherwise, they, they could be going from you're the slam dunk one seed in the NFC to, you know, maybe being on the road and maybe fall into the three seed if they lose. Might have to play on the East Coast in the playoffs. So, yeah, I I, I, I think they'll be fine, especially like who they're playing. So I, I know you're more concerned about the individual performances as opposed to how the, the game will unfold. But, I mean, look, this is uh, Kyle Shanahan facing a, a team that got rid of his father. I think he's going to want to stick it to him a little bit. <laughs> Got rid of him, too. Hey, San Francisco played at Pittsburgh, crushed them. At Cleveland, that was a loss. Bad weather. At Jacksonville, crushed them. At the Cleveland game, they didn't have Debo or Trent Williams. I don't worry about that one. Okay. At Philadelphia, beat them. Uh, yeah, they beat them good. Cross country yeah. several times already this year. They're, but that wasn't a 1 o'clock but game. Monday, Monday night to 1 o'clock I, I get what you're saying, and they yeah, can be tired, and they're definitely beat Washington, up. It's Washington, I know. I can't even it's, think about it's it. It's Washington. Yeah. Uh, no, the Rams has had struggled on the East Coast, or, or at least the Eastern time zone. Uh, actually, where no, the Indianapolis is a Central time zone. Cincinnati, I don't even know. Cincinnati's Eastern time zone, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they struggled there in, in the early part of the season. All right, anyway, starters at Saquon Barkley. That's my question for Giants-Rams. <laughs> I would sit him if you can. It's a brutal matchup. Absolutely brutal. They've been number one in terms of fantasy points against in the last five games. Uh, two of those against James Conner, who we know is on fire, and Alvin Kamara, who's been awesome. Uh, held them both to under nine PPR points. Um, I think the one guy who hurt them, somebody caught a touchdown against them in that five-game stretch. Oh, it's Jerome Ford? Uh, Jerome Ford, I think you're right. right. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not easy. Uh, he, it's not like, you know, Saquon's been on fire. He's got two games in his last four under seven PPR points. So this could be ugly. Oh, he has, not, he has three games in his last six with 7.1 or fewer. His last six games, yeah. Saquon Barkley have been three complete crap duds and three huge games. A crap dud. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It, it would be surprising if this is a huge game. I hope it is, but this is, this is not an easy situation for him. I mean, there's the potential for it to be a huge game. He played 90% of the snaps last week, so the issues that he had against New Orleans seem to be past him now, and he's going to play a lot, going to get a lot of touches. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get the concern. I agree it's a tough matchup, but I just think the work will be there both in the run game and in the pass game. 
I'm, I was gonna, I'm good with him. I'm I was going to hit the button. I got a feeling this is going to be a good game. But uh, but then I can't do it with the Giants. They're just so bad. They could be. They could get blown out. <clears throat> I was gonna hit the game with the music. Well, I I like there. that Tarad is starting instead of Devito. I think that makes a same, difference. Same. Same. All right. San Francisco's at Washington. Is this a start them all, sit them all kind of game? No, I like McLaurin. No. You like McLaurin? McLaurin yeah, I mean, has a great target share from Brissett when the two have been on the field. It's like it's one of my favorite favorite stats uh, in two drives. Against the Rams, he had 93 yards, nearly had two touchdowns, one touchdown, one at the one-yard line. So the 93 yards in two drives. His best game this season is 90 yards with Sam Howell. Yeah, he didn't do anything with him against uh, the Jets, though, to be fair. So we can't just completely gloss over. a little bit tougher than the 49ers. Well, so were the Niners. Oh, then the 49ers. Sorry, I thought you were going to say then the Rams. The the Rams are a layup right now. That was McLaurin's good game. Then The Niners are kind of in between. Uh, all right, so what about um, what about a 49ers running back now? You mean a commander's running back? Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the 49ers running back is okay. I don't love him uh, this week, McCaffrey. He's, you know, he's okay. Um, if there is no Robinson, and now that Rodriguez is on IR, you can use Gibson as a flex. I wouldn't go crazy with it because we've seen this story before. Um, if Robinson plays, there's no chance I would trust any, either one of them. How about this stat? In 2022, Brissett threw to his tight ends 27% of the time. In 2021, 28.6% of the time. 2019, 27.7% of the time. This year, limited sample size, 31.8% wow. of the time. Okay. I, I kind of like Logan Thomas as a sleeper. Might use him more in DFS and in player props. You'll probably hear his name <clears throat> on the player prop show that I do Fridays at 4 o'clock on, on YouTube. But I, I think he gets involved a little bit. And I think the commanders are going to have to throw a lot, which ties into McLaurin easily because they're going to be chasing points against the Niners. So Logan Thomas or Hunter Henry? I think I'd lean on Thomas over Henry. Oh, I would take Thomas over an injured Henry. Logan Thomas or... But I, I, I don't know if I would start either one, though. Logan Tom- oh, well, no, let's say neither one top 12. Logan Thomas or the starting tight end for the Packers? Starting tight end for the Packers. I think I'll take Logan Thomas over Tucker Craft or Luke Musgrave. All right. Arizona's at Philadelphia. Is Devontae Smith still a must start with the targets down the last two games and Goddard's targets up? Is Devontae Smith still a must start? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Arizona. But a number two wide receiver. Don't, don't overvalue him because of last week. Okay. Yeah, Arizona, I think, has been like kind of sneaky good against receivers lately. Uh, not great, not great, but better than you'd think. Vote for us. Go to sportspodcastawards.com. Click on vote now. The fantasy gaming and betting category. And then fantasy football today. There's a QR code on YouTube. There's links in the episode description if you're listening. Please vote for us. We would really appreciate it. Let's win this one, huh? Let's go to the games. It's Detroit at Dallas. I, I just felt like, oh, Jared Goff, he's going to be like top eight. He's actually just inside the top 12 for you guys. He's 12th for Jamie and 11th for Dave and Heath. So comparing him to guys like Stafford, Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, is he at the end of that list, Dave? He is for me. Okay, how come? Well, because he's on the road for the second straight week, and I'm a little bit nervous about him coming through in a big game. I think they can run on the Cowboys. And I know he's got upside for five touchdowns. We saw that a couple weeks ago. We saw the downside last week. So a little nervous about Goff being great this week. I think he can be okay. 
Interesting. Okay. Jamie, you want to comment on that on golf? No, I think he's a low end starter. I mean, we, we certainly have enough of a sample size of where when they can run and I think they're going to run against the Cowboys that um, he doesn't have these huge games. The The hope would be is that this is, this is potentially yeah. the best shootout of the week, you know, so we could see these two teams going back and forth. And despite, you know, great defenses, we saw that with the Dallas Seattle game too, you know, where not that Seattle's a great defense, but that, that they were able to have success throwing on, on Dallas and it got, you know, a little loose. So, I mean, look, both these teams have huge, you know, implications in front of them. If, uh, if San Francisco loses, uh, obviously Dallas is trying to win the NFC East as well. So I think they're going to see their best performances. So I would not be surprised if Goff has a good game. I, I wouldn't sit him. I wouldn't sit him for, you know, you know, if you would have told me Flacco before this game, I would have said Goff for short. Yeah. But I agree. Uh, I'll, take, um, I'll take 28 if that's still on the table. Out of <laughs> <laughs> the odds makers have inflated numbers for the player props for both quarterbacks in this game, especially Dak. And that makes sense for Dak because of the matchup against the Lions secondary. But they're expecting a high scoring game, obviously, with lots of passing. Uh, you guys are thinking uh, Jameer Gibbs, he's top four for you. But we talk about the other running backs here. There's Actually, you know what? I think Sam Laporta is actually a tough call. I was going to say there's not a lot of tough calls in this game. We'll talk about Laporta in a little bit. <clears throat> but uh, the, the other running backs, Pollard and Montgomery. Uh, Dave is going with Pollard in PPR. Jamie's going with Montgomery. And what about Zeke and Mixon compared to them? Let me just throw those two guys out there. Uh, I would take Zeke and Mixon over Pollard and PPR for sure. And Montgomery, um, in non PPR Zeke is behind those guys. Mixon's still ahead of them. If we talk about a lot of these running backs, uh, you know, in this canoe we talked about yesterday is Montgomery. One of the safer ones. I mean, you know uh, what you're getting, you know what to expect, right? You know, even in his bad games, when he wasn't scoring, he's still getting you double digit PPR fantasy points. He's not giving you a six, which you sometimes get from Barkley three times in his last six games. You know, you're probably getting 15 carries from Montgomery, you know, so Mm -hmm. if, if he's, if he's doing that and what do you have, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, like 15 for 74 or something like that. Um, And then he'll tack on a couple of catches as well. So yeah, I I think he's, he's, he's safe. Um, And then if he scores, you know, I know last week they were kind of giving Gibbs those goal line opportunities, which is a little bit rare, but maybe that's the, the, the next evolution of what you know we see from Gibbs. But I, I think Montgomery is as safe a number two running back as you could find. And in this matchup, I think he's got a chance to go nuts. Okay, start Lamb. Start Amonra St. Brown, obviously. Um, what about the tight ends? Which tight end do you like better in this game? It's Laporta. Laporta. Carries way more upside. Does he? Because, I mean, if, if you look at him, he's basically touchdown dependent. I think he scored double-digit PPR. Okay, so that's not an upside question. You might, maybe you're right about the upside. Does he also carry more downside, though? I think when he doesn't score a touchdown, he has one or two games all year with double-digit PPR fantasy points. He just doesn't get a lot of catches or yards. Uh, I can give you, like, his 17-game pace, Sam Laporta's 17-game pace, it might surprise you. It's 84 catches, 879 yards. That's really, that's not bad. I mean, it's great for a rookie, but we're not talking about dynasty here. And but 10 touchdowns on 114 targets. He scored eight or fewer PPR fantasy points in four of his last seven games. For what it's worth, the Cowboys allow the fifth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. And I gave this stupid stat last week because I just thought it was funny. The only two tight ends that have more than five targets against the Cowboys all year, their first name is Tyler. Tyler Conklin and Tyler Higby. So I don't know if it's a defensive thing or what, 
Actually, the Cowboys just or they just don't see a lot of pass attempts. I think the second fewest pass attempts per game in football against the Cowboys. There have only been two tight ends with more than five targets. So, do you guys have have any legit Laporta concerns, or is he just an easy start for you? No, I think Dave said it. It's it's the upside. You know, I mean, you you you've seen a three touchdown game. You know, you you know, there's always a potential for him to find the end zone. I, I trust Ben Johnson. You know, so I, I like all of his main weapons, and Laporta is definitely one of his main weapons. It's a 52 point expected score here, so you know you don't want to take away pieces of this of this offense. And then when you start to look at the tight ends, Najoko was easy to start over him. I, I still think I'd start Kelsey over him. I don't know how many people have those decisions. I have one league half PPR between Laporta and McBride. I'm sticking with Laporta full PPR. I'd go McBride, but in in this case, the touchdowns I, I, I think matter here, and I trust the touchdown potential of Laporta more than I do McBride. While he'll have, I hope, more catches and more yards. Uh, McBride will, but in any event, I think you're just looking at um, what the what the game flow could be, how Goff has operated. I know you know we've talked about this uh, a few times that they're trying to get Jameson Williams more involved. A few times over the course of the last you know week or yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they're trying to get Jameson more involved, and and that might have taken away a target or two from uh, Laporta. But again, you know, if this game gets loose, uh, primetime game with these two teams, Laporta is going to do something special, and I don't want to have that on my bench. I almost feel like Laporta and Ferguson and PPR have similar floors, and that's like six PPR points, just super low. Laporta has been under that in two of his past three games, but in three of five, at least 17. That's the game of the week, yeah. (laughs) What else was it going to be? It's the Lions at the Cowboys. Hey, a Saturday game of the week. All oh, right. you've left the door open for a Sunday game of the week. Oh, that's 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 true. You know what? Just now. Oh, damn! Because he already played. Um, I was looking for another for another guy named Dave or David. I was going to ask you David Montgomery or, but I couldn't. But David Njoku already played, and then I was going to do. That's the Dave of the week, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't think of another Dave. Uh, anyway, all right. Sorry, you said your piece. So you guys are starting Laporta. You're David also Carter. starting. Just call him David Carter. Oh yeah, you're also starting. Uh, you're also starting Jake Ferguson. Um, would you start Isaiah Likely or Jake Ferguson? Ferguson. Excuse me. Uh, I've got I've got Likely over Ferguson. All right, and any interest in Brandon Cooks this week? I mean, this kind of feels like the kind of game where he'd score a touchdown. I mean, he's scored in all but one of his last six home games, and the one wow. where he didn't score, he fell down at the one yard line. <sighs> um, so it it's, feels like there's the chance for that, but the targets aren't going to necessarily be what you like. So I think he's in that number three, you know, sleeper type receiver range. Right, yardage too. I think he has two games this year with a touchdown and like fifty yards with it. All right, I will look for some questions in the chat here as I do that. They're about this game. As I do that, just tell me real quick about the Cowboys' defense. You sitting them? Yeah. All right. Try to. Yeah. Should be easy to do. You can find DSTs to start over them. I already asked this one, Zeke or Montgomery. You can answer it again if you'd like. I know Jamie said Zeke. Dave, did you answer that? Zeke or Montgomery? I like Montgomery. All right. All right, I don't see a lot of questions about this game. Going to be a lot of stuff. Oh, Shahid, Brandon Cooks, or CEH? I mean, CEH is easy if he's healthy and Pacheco's not. Um, Agreed. Then I would go Shahid over Cooks. Agreed. You go Shahid over Cooks? Okay. Uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. 
Stat of the game. Boy, you know, you just you wish that you could trust the uh, Vikings running back. The Packers have allowed 18.6 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in five of their last seven games. They didn't last week, but they did give up a touchdown to Chuba Hubbard. It wasn't like he was bad. So this was another game of the week candidate, but I do feel like this could be an ugly game. Uh, but oh, this game, first off, I don't know what the NFL was thinking, not flexing Miami Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Good call. Like you want to, you want to see that game primetime as opposed to this. Yeah, I agree. But I think this game's going to be closer than that one for what it's worth. Uh, it might, but there's certainly much more at stake for the other one. Yeah, you could say that, but both those teams are in the playoffs. These two teams need this win to keep their to keep their playoffs hopes alive. I don't really know what Green Bay's winning sure. playoff chances are, but I know Minnesota's are. Uh, they're still there. Yeah, they're, they're both still they're there. They're both still there, right? Okay. Anyway, who would you rather see in the playoffs? Who would you rather watch? Pack. Oh, Packers. Yeah. You say that though, but it's like take away the quarterback, and Minnesota still got some fun pieces. I love what Justin Jefferson. Yeah, is. but that's a pretty big piece you're taking away. Yeah, I know, right? We'll see what Jared, Jared Hall actually did a nice job. Uh, he's interesting. I watched he's, his throws. He was, I guess, I think he was. His numbers were a little bit better than his performance, in my opinion. But that was like one drive, so probably shouldn't make too much right. of it anyway. Uh, he had a nice throw to Madison. He did right. Quick and dirty pass quick, or something. Go ahead, go ahead. Quick and dirty scouting report on Jaron Hall is he's he's the quarterback that kind of made Puka Nakua Puka Nakua at BYU. Um, also worked with Tyler Algier when he was there. He's a good West Coast fit. He's mobile. He can have good ball placement, especially on shorter throws. He can progress through his reads. Um, struggled under pressure. Not the strongest arm. So looking for those 20-plus yard throws. I don't know if he's going to complete a lot of those to Jefferson downfield. He's a little short. He has a history of fumbling. So those those are the negatives. But if, if he can run the offense better than Nick Mullins without turnovers there, and better than Josh Dobbs, then I think you've got to give him some credit, and maybe he's a decent QB too this week. <clears throat> All right, give me just give me a Dave. You can give me a twenty-second rundown of how to approach the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're easier than the Packers, and then we'll move on to the Packers. Go. It must start with Justin Jefferson. Ty Chandler, I think, is a number two fantasy running back. I think he gets back into the swing of things, more involved. Certainly played all the snaps inside the ten last week. Good chance to score again this week. I don't believe that the Packers' run defense is that great. There isn't a tight end that I like on the Vikings to replace TJ Hawkinson. And if Jordan Addison plays, he's a fringe wide receiver three because he won't be at 100%. If he's out, then KJ Osborne is the fringe wide receiver three. Okay, these guys have Aaron Jones. You guys like him a lot. Heath does not. Heath has him 25th. Jamie 16th and 14 for Dave, for Aaron Jones. For Chandler, it's uh, 26 for Jamie and 21 for Chandler in full PPR. We'll see if Madison has a bigger role this week. Um, but uh, you want the sneaky stat on Aaron Jones? Yeah, let's go to the Packers. Um, why don't we start with, yeah, good, good. that's fine. So he's in the top 10 among running backs on edge runs. These are, you know, like toss plays or just running past the tackles on either side. So he's, he's great there. The Vikings just lost DJ Wanham, who's one of their edge defenders, and he's been really good against the run. He's fast. The guys replacing him are just average guys. I think the Packers will try and get Aaron Jones going on those edges. His playing time went up last week. His workload increased last week. The Packers talked about that going into the game, and I, I expect him to be just as utilized, if not getting more targets and catches. And I hopefully, hopefully they get Patrick Taylor out of there, and they just make it more about Jones right. and Dylan, and they keep Dylan's role limited. 
I think the sky's the limit for Aaron Jones to have a monster game. And you and Jamie have it ranked as he's a high-end number two. I guess if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, it's actually an easy one to play. Let's not make it's this. It's let's not make too much against about uh, make too much out of a matchup against Carolina because he looked pretty bad as a rusher all year until the Carolina game. And in the Carolina game, I disagree. he got some. Well, it's the number. Okay, but the numbers are the numbers. He was having a very unproductive year before the no, Carolina the game, game before he looked better. He had too. one good. I, run. I agree he with like earlier in the year, but. The last couple of weeks, I think Jones has looked like it. Yeah, but earlier in the year, he had a hamstring injury that he was trying to fight through. Right. Who so knows how healthy he is? But but he also, in the in the Carolina game, he got stopped twice near the goal line, and then they brought A.J. Dillon in for the dirty work. So I could see him losing that role. Uh, I do think the catches go up. They were down last week, but there's he should get his typical four to six targets, I would think. But uh, I don't know. The, the, the thing is, it's like he hasn't had a good year. But he had a great game against one of the best matchups. Now it's a much harder matchup. So that's the that's the argument against Aaron Jones. It, it's tougher, but I think losing Wanham makes it a smidge easier. And I think just the way that he's been playing should make you feel confident in starting him. Why the confidence in Jordan Love? You guys have him about 11th, 10th, 9th, right in that range. Well, I, I think at this point, it, it's trending in the direction of both Reed and Dobbs being there for him, yeah. which we know Dobbs is going to be there. Um, that certainly will help. I don't know what they're going to do at tight end, but you know Kraft is going to be there, so that will help. I think you said it. I think Aaron Jones gets back involved in the in the passing game, and it's just really buying into him. I mean, he's just been so consistent for the most part. The Giants game was weird that he didn't play well in that matchup, but I think you just look at what he's been able to accomplish, and we've seen now this Vikings defense for – a game and a quarter struggle a little bit more than they have for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So love to me is a, is, is a low end starter. I wouldn't overvalue him like Baker's better. Stafford's better. Uh, Fields is better. I'm trying to think of those guys, like, but not golf. I, I guess that one would surprise me. I thought you got, you have them very close back to, back, uh, yeah, they're they're If you tell me Reed is out, we don't have Reed ranked yet, but in, in, in my evaluation of love, I, I feel like Reed is playing. Okay. Um, that that's kind of how I view it. If Reed is out, then I'll put. I'd rather have Goff. And if Reed play, well, yeah. So how high are you going to rank a Packers receiver, whether it's Reed or Dobbs? Still number three receiver, just with the the injury potential. But those, one of those guys back will help. If by any chance all three of them play, that would be fantastic for Love. Yes. Who's the third? Watson. Watson, Wicks, and Reed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah Watson would make a big difference, obviously. But I don't think we can. We can't evaluate it. I think it's fair to evaluate Love as having Reed, not with Watson though, not yet. I, I'm I'm very curious. You know, speaking of next year, uh, who the first Packers receiver is going to be ranked and drafted? Oh yeah, I kind of feel like it should be Jaden Reed. It's going to be Reed for me in terms of how I rank it, but uh, yeah. they'll be close. I, I think so too. Just because with Watson, there are just so many pitfalls. Like he's got the upside to be an amazing wide receiver, but we just, it's been so sporadic. It's tough to really trust. Would you start a Packers wide receiver or a guy like Tyler Lockett? I would start Lockett just because I don't know how healthy the Packers wide receiver would be. Okay. I might start Reed over Lockett in full PPR. By the way, I will take Watson over Reed a million times. I know you will. And and it makes (laughs) sense because there's more upside there, but it feels like 
he's going to get a little bit of the Debo treatment. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we, we got a lot to see with, with this offense because their offensive line is definitely going through a little bit of a makeshift. Sure. Um, you know, Bakhtiari's on Aaron Rodgers' wish list. <laughs> so we'll see if he ends up in New York. Um, but, you know, is Aaron Jones back? Uh, what's the running back situation look like? You know, so there's there's a lot at play here. All right, finishing. Hey, one here. last thing on love for Week 17. If if you think the Vic, the Packers defense just doesn't seem like a very strong unit. Devontre Devondre Campbell's not going to play. Jael Alexander suspended. I, I don't know how many good players they have on defense, and they've let up a ton of numbers. So if the Vikings are going to push the issue on the scoreboard, then wouldn't that mean Love would have to do the same thing on the other side? If I mean, if in theory, but I don't know that he's going to do it. He's not. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. He, he's been very matchup dependent until recently. you got to give him credit. He was very mm-hmm. good against Kansas City, and he was very yep. good last week against Carolina. So he, maybe he's shedding that label. All right, I was just going to say Tucker Craft. has been pretty good lately. Um, you guys don't have him in your top 12. Heath has him eighth. Over the last five weeks, he's like the number 10 tight end, uh, averaging 10 points per game, 10.5 points per game. So... All right, you guys aren't really that enthused. Is that is that a Musgrave thing, or is that just you're not really feeling it with him? No, I think he's in that range. You know, if you want to say he's eight, sure. Uh, I, I think he's a low end starter. You know, he's he has been good. He has been consistent. It was three straight games with ten or more PPR points. Um, so the, the the numbers have been there. I wonder where the ceiling lies because I don't think we've seen that yet. So he needs to score. Um, he just hasn't done it consistently. And you mentioned it, Musgrave may come back. Uh, he's practicing on a limited basis, so trending in the right direction. The window has practice window has been open. If the receivers are all out, there's a lot more to like about you know Kraft. We just haven't seen him produce at that level with everybody healthy or close to everybody being healthy. So, you know, read back Wicks plays. You know, forget about Watson. Watson plays things no brainer to get away from him. But if you know, again, two of those guys are there with Dobbs, it's, it's tough. Okay, let's go to New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Another big game here. Fun weekend set up here. Bucks are two yep. and a half point favorites. Total here is 42 points. So how do you feel about Rashid Shahid in this game? Number three I receiver. Mean, it's, uh, it's I think it's four games that he's played. One he left uh, since Michael Thomas has gone down. So two of those he had nine targets. And one he left, I think, in the first half when he had the the, the thigh injury that he never was going to recover from. Um, but nobody gets hurt from thigh injuries. Uh, and he had five targets in that game. So you kind of look at how this game should unfold, where both these teams have a chance, I think, to score. Um, defenses have not been good, really, for a good stretch of, of the season now. And so to me, he's he's you could you could say okay maybe Jawan Johnson's the number two option in the past game maybe Kamara's the number two option in the past game I think if you if you think that gee which I do is going to get north of five targets he's worth trusting as a number three receiver in this matchup he was the number two option in the passing game last week he had nine targets he had five catches he had the big play for the touchdown and that's what you're looking for with him he's a big boom play. bust flex yep and let me tell you this right so. He's had four, Rashid Shahid's had four big games this year with 18 or more fantasy points. And in three of those four games, he has faced teams that give up a lot of big plays and a lot of deep ball completions. And here mm-hmm. come the Buccaneers who give up mm-hmm. the most in football. Uh, so it's, it's tailor-made. They also give up the most yards to wide receivers out of the slot, the Buccaneers do. And Shahid lines up in the slot 40% of the time, right around there. So it's funny. Like I don't think in its twelve-team league 
where you start two receivers and a tight end. He's got so much downside, and he's had four good games all year. But DFS, I think he's great. And if you're stuck, there's there's boom potential for Shahid. So uh, I, I think one approach for this week, Keith touched on this. I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth on, on HQ today. Like what to do to win your championship. If you're chasing the big games from Thursday night and Saturday, and let's say Shahid's on your waiver wire on your bench, this is the type of guy that could bring you back easily. But he's also the kind sure. of guy that could score four points. Yes, points. but again, so if, I don't if know, you know, know you have no chance, you know, you're you're throwing out the floor and it's all about the ceiling. Like it's it's this that. is the type of guy that can get you a, a, a an 18 point game. I know I see well, things let's, differently. Let's create a situation. Yeah, let's me, say yeah. you've got Drake London in your lineup okay. and you just went up against oh, Nidoku. I like Shahid better than London right now. I do, so too. <laughs> OK, OK. So now let's make it Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I would take Shahid over Ridley from a ceiling perspective. Yep. For, oh, but only in that scenario, you're saying you played against like Najoku and or Brees Hall. Sure, yeah, but, but right, it's in not a vacuum, that. I'm it's, still it's, starting it, it, Ridley it was, over Shahid. We have we have two great teams playing on Saturday with a lot of great fantasy options. Yeah. You, know, you, so you may be down huge. This <sighs> is this is the type of thing that you need. I guess. By the way, I don't think Najoku really qualifies. He had a good game. It was a, it was good to very good. It wasn't one of those. Oh my gosh, I'm buried. I played Najoku. No, but like. But Brees Hall and Flacco, yeah, I could see. You, that. you may, have, you, but again, it's 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 also Saturday, and this this game is one o'clock or four o'clock. This is one, I think. I think. So so this may not be the the exact yeah, scenario, but if o'clock. if it's a four o'clock game and you know you're down early first half in the one o'clock, switch that lineup. All right, so let's go through this game here. Um, the easy calls. A- any hesitation at all with Alvin Kamara off the bad game? Um, I don't think we'll have a lot of success running on them, but hopefully in the passing. Right. I've got him 12th at running back in PPR. All right. That's actually kind of low. Yeah, yeah he's higher well, than me, but, but it's not, a tough matchup not, for him. Not a top five guy. And uh, I don't think he's got a great history against Tampa. I think earlier this year he struggled against them. It's a it's a good run defense and it's a healthy run defense. I'm pretty sure that was his first game back. It was week four after the three game suspension. Okay. So his, that makes uh, sense. his first his first seven games. He, yeah, scored, you know what? he scored 23 points per game. His last five games. No, his first five games, he scored 23 points per game. His last seven games, 16 points per game. Still very good. Uh, all right. And his that first game might have been the 12th catch game, right? Um, yes. So it's week four. He had 11. He actually had a huge game. 11 carries for 51 yards, 13 catches for only 33 yards for 21.4 points. I think that was the game where Derek Carr had no shoulder and yeah. couldn't throw. Yeah, that's why I was move. about to say we should throw out the results from that. Let's game. let's move on here, right? Because Kamara, most people are going to start Kamara, but you yeah, could get away from any. No hesitation on Rashad White, right? None, none. And Olave no, is a layup, right? Agreed. And you guys are starting Mike Evans, top twelve, easy call. So what about yep. Godwin? And then we'll get to the quarterbacks. What about Chris Godwin? I mean, you just treat him as a number two receiver at this point. You know, three straight games with double digit targets, two straight games of you know quality production, not touchdowns. So. Not in half PPR, there's a little bit of a concern, but in full PPR, I mean, Baker's locked in right now, you know. So, uh, with what with what this offense is looking like, I mean, I don't think anybody thought when the season started that the the Bucks offensive coordinator would be a potential head coaching candidate. But here we are with Dave Canales, that his name is making the rounds, um, and so he may get some opportunities. You know, I would I would prefer probably for him, but but certainly for the Bucks that he takes the Ben Johnson route and says, I'm going to wait one more year and come back and prove it again, which I think he can. I, I think he's done a great job. Um, so, yeah, so so with the way that uh, this offense is operating and how well they're performing, Godwin's an easy number two receiver for me this week. 
You would and the start- reason why Baker's been hot has been Godwin, like involving him more, throwing to him more. It's been great. I would throw out the results from the first game against New Orleans for Godwin because Evans got hurt in that game. I don't think he'll do that well. I've got him more as a low-end number two wide receiver in full PPR, but I still think he's absolutely worth starting. Godwin or Devontae Adams? Uh, Adams it, a little higher. It's Adams. There's more upside there, but but it's close. I mean, you know, you, you look at what the Saints defense has looked like over really the last month, but certainly the last couple of weeks, and, and just, you know, I don't want to say similar type offenses, but there is some similarities with how the Rams have played recently and how Baker's played recently, at least the last three-game sample size. And two Rams receivers did great. And it should have been three if Cup catches one of those touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know. So there's opportunities here for both Evans and 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 Godwin to have, I don't want to say huge games, but but certainly quality games. You know, Ad, Evans has the higher ceiling, but yeah, I mean Godwin and, and Adams are close. And if you're going by recent production, Godwin's better. All right, you said you like Terry McLaurin earlier. Did you go Godwin or McLaurin? Um, Godwin in PPR still, but uh, McLaurin in the other formats. I'm taking McLaurin all the way. Wow. All right, would you start Godwin or how about David Montgomery in PPR? Godwin. Godwin in PPR. All right. So I would start Baker Mayfield over blank. Patrick Mahomes. Whew. I don't have it that way. Um, I'm I may maybe I should. I've got him over Goff. I've got him over Stroud. Over Kyler Murray. Off Stroud, well, what would you guess the point differential is over the last three weeks? Obviously, I just told you what Baker did. Yeah, yeah, between yeah. Baker and, um, who? and Mahomes. Mahomes. Baker on a per plus, game basis or overall? No, total. Last three games. Baker total plus point. 12. No, Baker plus like 25. Baker plus 30. Wow. Huh. 84 to 54. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I and would, you know that Cincinnati has, like, they've sort of had Mahomes' number, they've met four times against him. I just don't know if they've got all the right personnel to to beat Mahomes down again. But Baker's no, been really no. good. Like you can't should, take it away Mahomes, from him. I Mahomes wouldn't I wouldn't fault you for starting Mayfield over Mahomes. Mahomes should be fine. And look, there is ninety five percent of people that would say I have Mahomes and Baker and watched what's happened the last three weeks and say, I'm not sitting Mahomes in my championship. I'm not sitting Mahomes in my championship. And I get it. Look, it it, it it your mind doesn't work that way. But the production and the way that they're both playing right now with what's around them is in favor of Baker Mayfield. If Mahomes if is better, I would not be surprised. But if uh, I would take Baker. If it's 30-point differential over the last three weeks for those two, that's 10 fantasy points per game. That's huge. Um, but you're not getting those points this week, though. That's the thing. All right. Um, let me, let I, would, me, uh, I would take Baker over Stroud. Ba- Baker over Stroud. Holy cow. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love yes. Stroud this week. All right. I love Stroud this week, too. But I like Baker more. I like a lot of quarterbacks this week. Stroud's one of them, but he's not top 10 or top. Well, not top 10. I'll say that. What about? Uh, I'm struggling with Stroud over Mahomes. That's one I'm, I'm, I'm stuck on. All right. Right now I have it. Baker, Mahomes, Stroud. You're not worried about Tennessee just mucking this game up and making no. it low scoring? No. Not on the road. They stink on the yeah, road. Yeah, on the road. All right. So how about Derek Carr? I would start Derek Carr over blank. Geno, Kyler. Uh, I would debate him over Stroud. Tua, no. I'd start Baker and Carr over Tua. Yeah, I agree. I would start Baker and Carr over. Uh, I said, well, Baker easy. Um, I would start Carr over uh, Lawrence if he plays too. Yep. Yeah. Any interest in a tight end? Juwan Johnson's um, a pretty good streamer. Yeah, I mean, look, Johnson scored in each of the last two games, and you know what Tampa Bay's secondary has been—they're top five and most fantasy points allowed to the position. 
Uh, it really all comes down to, I, I think, and I hope it's the case, you know, we just never know with uh, the Saints. Keep Taysom Hill out of the you know, quarterback position. <laughs> yeah. And wouldn't it make sense for them to not use him because he's more of a runner than a thrower and this is well, a tough run? Uh, yes, it would make sense, I think, from our perspective. If you look at their, I'm sure, win-loss scenario, they probably have a better winning percentage when Taysom is doing Taysom things. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, forgot to do this earlier. We need to do Dave's lucky player, which unfortunately oh, you can't sure. pick up People anymore. Sure, know who it is, but we'll do it. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, we'll tell you who the lucky player is <laughs> after this on Fantasy Football Today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back. This is what did I miss? No, it, I missed. It's too late. You can't add him anymore. It's too late to pick up your lucky player. It's my fault because I was supposed <laughs> to bring it up. On, I was supposed to bring it up on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It was a Thursday guy, Adam. I know. It's my fault. I was supposed to bring it up on Wednesday, but I totally I, I forgot. Got, I got a Friday guy. Okay. I got okay, a Friday. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dave, who was, your, who was your guy? The guy was Nick Chubb, uh-huh. and it was fun. And uh, now you can't pick him up to put him on your bench. I'm going to give you two more. One is uh, anybody who's injured. Go get go get a superstar who's injured. Well, I was going to say in your honor, Jamie, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Dobbins the idea is bringing one. somebody that we root for and someone that we like, someone that brings some good karma. Any of these guys bench. that are hurt, go pick up somebody's hurt. Bring him, bring him to the championship. With this you. is Dave's yeah. thing. All right, like, like J.K. Dobbins. Okay, J.K. Dobbins. Right. So that's one that's guy. guy, and then Teddy Bridgewater's retiring at the end of the year. And uh, he's someone that seems to be well-liked around the football world. So maybe in Dynasty, he's he's a player that you can go and pick up. Right. And, and again, you're dropping somebody inconsequential. You're putting this guy on your bench. It's for good luck. It's for good karma. It's only weird if it doesn't work. And people are typing. A lot of people are saying Tank Dell. That's another guy that you can go get. All right. The other side to it is that you can pick up anybody you want. People are picking up Brady. They want the goat on their bench. There you go. They're picking up Gronk. You can still get him. Yeah, do it, do it as late as sense. do it as late as possible so you don't run into any roster issues. We did have a, a situation like that one year, I remember, where somebody picked up the good luck player, dropped someone that another player on his team was injured, and oops, 
they couldn't start the other guy. But okay, anyway, let's go to Atlanta at Chicago. Won't do anything stupid that's going to cost you your fantasy championship. Are we thinking good Bijan or frustrating Bijan this week? You know, when he has faced good run defenses, he has struggled. I look at, let's see, I look at Detroit. He scored 10 points against Detroit. Jacksonville, great game for him there. 18.7 points at 100 yards. Houston, he scored 11.8 points. Tennessee, 12.2. Minnesota, 5.9. That's four out of five games against really good run defenses where Bijan's been very disappointing. And here comes Chicago. They, they give up 3.57 yards per carry to running backs, but they're terrible against running backs in the passing game. I'm sure that's what gives you confidence. That's the thing right there. Stop. You're done. You're good. All you right. said it. All right. But, well, you know, okay. So that has to happen, though. Or what does it it's, you, it's, have a good I, game. The way I view it, and, and you said the opponent, the Jacksonville game. Because you can you struggle mm-hmm. to run against Jacksonville, but you can catch passes against Jacksonville. And I think that's exactly how Bijan wins. All right, I'm not going to. I like that out. the offensive line has a chance to get healthy for the Falcons. I like that Bijan has the highest target share from Taylor Heineke this year. It's almost twenty percent. That's really good. I, I'm absolutely starting Bijan Robinson. I don't want to rule out Bijan running the ball well. He's capable of doing it against anyone. Yeah. So Bijan or Kamara. Bijan. Bij. All right. I know you guys don't. Well, actually, Dave, you're higher on London. You got him around twenty fifth, or did you drop I him? I do. Uh, you, I think you did a few days ago. Let's see where There's it is. No now. way. London. All right. So sit Drake London if you can. Just not. What the hell? I hate how high I have him now, and I have him 32nd in PPR. Okay. On the road. Not good. Uh, well, tough yeah. matchup and with a quarterback who hasn't located him. But a, a he's guy. Fourth, he's fourth in target share on the Falcons with Heineke. A guy with a better matchup and a quarterback who has sort of located him is Kyle Pitts. And yeah. who have we talked about? We talked about like Juwan Johnson, Logan Thomas, uh, Tuck, uh, Tucker Kraft. Would you start them? I'd start Pitts. I'd start Juwan. You know, it's funny. The Bears give up the third most points to tight ends, but look what they've done recently. I mean, McBride had 31 yards. Laporta had 23. Laporta had 18 a few games before that, but Najoku had no, 104 yards the, on the uh, touchdown. This is the setup for Kyle Pitts. It's to... <laughs> Play well when most teams that have Kyle Pitts aren't in the playoffs, aren't in the championship, yeah. and he will tease us for next year, and we will fall for it again, and we will get disappointed again, unless the coach and the quarterback are different. Like, who are you? Who are you drafting first next year? And you have to stick with it for six months. Sure. Kyle Pitts or David Njoku? Njoku. Yeah. All right. All right. Testing Justin your Fields, like or love Justin Fields. Well, the, the thing I was adamant on was, was Nick Chubb, not Nick Chubb. I know. Um, Justin Fields? Yeah. Uh, Mustard. Top he's, six. He's, he's auditioning for his next team. <laughs> yes. It's true. All right. He knows it, too. He's talked about it. And it's good no, he's good he's, he's, he's playing this week. They've also, you know, <laughs> Falcons have kind of struggled against mobile quarterbacks. So. They have, yes. <clears throat> Looks good for, for Fields. But it, the Komet, if Komet doesn't play, that would not change anything for you? Not really. Might mean more rushing. I've got him over Stafford. I have to make that decision in my Kings Classic final. Okay. How about uh, ba- Baker or Fields? Fields. All right. Fields. Uh, any interest in a Bears running back? No. Uh, no. Three headed monster up against one of the toughest run defenses in the league. Do you guys like DJ Moore? He's top 13. And... Top 12. 
Yeah, 12 for you, 13th for Jamie, I think. And then if Komet plays, do you like Cole Komet this week? Yep. Uh, yeah, he'd be a uh, top 10 tight end. Yes, he would. All right, finish with this game. Rams at Giants. Giants defense at home. Week one, they lost 40 to nothing, but they gave up 26 points on offense to the Cowboys. Since then, 17 <laughs> points on offense to the Seahawks. Gave up a pick six in that game, too. Seven points to the Commanders. 13 points to the Jets. Seven points to the Patriots. 22 points to Green Bay. Night and day. But you see the competition there. It's not exactly great here. So does the Rams' offense travel in this game? Do they <clears throat> put up a big number? Do they keep yes. it going, Dave, against the Giants? Yes, I think they do keep it going. They've been giving Stafford great protection. Stafford's healthy. He's got a great receiving core. The run game has been outstanding for L.A. And they've traveled before. They went up against a defense that's polar opposite of the Giants in Baltimore. And they put up over 30 points against them. Mm -hmm. You're trusting the Rams. All right. So I guess I feel like you guys have Stafford and Baker back-to-back. Is that right? More, I not, not exactly for me, but close enough. That's close, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking now. It's Well, I don't know if this is updated. Stafford's seven for both of you. Baker's eight for Jamie and ten for Dave. Yeah, it's <clears> very right. close. So basically, the guys that you are starting ahead of Stafford are, in some order, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Justin Fields. <clears throat> you have the same top seven with Stafford seventh in you have different orders, but you have the same seven quarterbacks and Stafford's at the end of that. Uh, Heath is not as high on Stafford. I believe he has him 12th. Yeah. I think he's been low on him the entire stretch that he's been playing. Well, not, I'm not criticizing Heath. I just think that that's his, as he, the word that he used, that's his process. Last five games. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy. He's number two per game. He's on pace for 4,700 yards, 48 touchdowns to three interceptions. Uh, so he's on fire. He scored the most fantasy points of any quarterback against the Ravens. He scored. He was the first quarterback to score more than 18 fantasy points against the Browns without two rushing touchdowns. All right, Kyron Williams is a is a layup. Might be the comeback player of the year. What's that? He might comeback, be the comeback player. Yeah, you're right. That's a good call. Comeback player of the year. Um, I you guys like Puka better than Cup, right? No, slightly yes. Oh, okay. but they're both. Top ten receivers. I mean, look, this could be the cup week over the Nakua week for sure, but I'll I'll, I'll trust Nakua a little bit more. Now I'll trust Cup a little bit more. Last week was bad for Cup, but the weeks before he was great. He dropped I wonder last if week. Uh, Puka. I saw this uh, on on the NFL Network yesterday. Um, he is within like striking distance of three pretty prominent rookie records, and I wonder if this is the week they go get them. Versus next week versus San Francisco. Obviously, he has two weeks to get both. Mm-hmm. But you know, this, this could be a, a pretty celebratory week for, for Puka Nakua. All right. How about we talked about Shahid? I know you guys like Rashid Shahid. How about Demarcus Robinson, who's got four straight games with 13.6 or more points? Uh, Shahid or Robinson? I'll take Shahid, but they're in the exact same type of ship as far as if you're playing, if you're down bad after Saturday and you need somebody with some sky high upside, he's the guy. He's. He's the guy that takes the top off of defenses. He's the one with the deep speed. He's the one that can make a big play after the catch. I, look, all these receivers can make a big play after the catch, but he's the fastest of the three. That's why he's playing more than Atwell. That's why he's getting involved. And he's scored in four straight games. Mm-hmm. He's been great. The, the, the thing that you look at with this is two of those games, six-plus targets. The other two games, it's like, okay, he just scored. Right. You know, That's so true. There, there's, there's that concern for me a little bit in that, 
you don't want to necessarily fall for the touchdown dependent guy. But I did like the fact that he had six targets, caught all six of them last week. And with how Stafford's playing right now, like you just want pieces of this offense. And so there, there's an opportunity here for Robinson to <clears throat> you know, still help. And if you probably check, I'm sure at some point he tried out for the Giants or played for the Giants. I mean, he's played for almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sitarod Taylor. We debated Saquon Barkley earlier, so I'm going to skip that now. Please go to the one question for each game segment if you want to hear about Saquon Barkley. Dave is considerably higher uh, on Barkley than Jamie is, and Heath is as well. So Jamie's being a little bit bold here, trying to sit Saquon Barkley in a very tough matchup. Dave has more confidence. Uh, the two games he played with Terod Taylor, 13.8 fantasy points at Buffalo, 18.8 against Washington, which I don't, I don't really count anything Washington. against Washington. Fair. But he had seven catches in those two games. He also had over 20 carries in those in both of those games. So that's been missing. Two of his last three games, he has 20 carries. But in the other, but in four of his last six games, he has 14 or fewer. So let's get let's get a nice workload there. I can't imagine you're starting a Giants wide receiver. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it is a great matchup. I mean, the this Rams past even yeah. has completely fallen apart. Well, uh, I, this is this is more deeper leagues to the the thing I was talking about. If you're chasing points, like Darius Slayton's the type of guy like Rich Chichi could, could make a play that could help you dramatically if you're in a in a tough spot. I would go with time. Demarcus Robinson over Slayton yeah. or Wandale. Yeah, I, you'd do the same. Okay. Uh, and I, Darren, I think this is a good matchup for Wall. Yeah, let's get to that because the Rams right now they're playing like maybe the worst team against tight ends. That's how bad they they been, have been. Yeah. It's 13 PPR points and four of their last six to tight ends. Waller has a 25% target share from Terod Taylor this year. Late last week, it was Taylor that started to unlock Waller. Waller should have had, I don't know about should have, may have had a 30-plus yard touchdown if, if Taylor had not underthrown a pass. He also uh, should have had a big play in the first quarter, too. That Waller yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- there, there were plays available for Waller. And it was late in the game. It was literally the last minute of the game. He started to get some catches and yards, and that was from Terod Taylor. I would expect Terod Taylor to lean heavily on two guys in this game. Waller's the first one. Saquon's the second. Let me ask these questions from the chat. Waller or Gerald Everett if Keenan Allen sits? Waller. Waller. Waller or Isaiah Likely? Uh, This I've gone back and forth on. I have to make a decision in one of my leagues. Likely feels like there's a higher ceiling for him because we've seen it, but it would not surprise me at all if Waller is better. And again, I'll go back to the same scenario. If the decision is these two players... Waller could be the type of guy that puts you over the top with a, you know, one of those type of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but likely could do that too. Absolutely, but he's got much tougher matchup. I don't think he's going to have the same type of target share that Waller might have. So it could be dependent on what the scoring is. I've got likely higher. I, I do too right now, but it would not surprise me if Waller's better. Puka sure. or uh, from the chat, Puka or Nico? Whew. Uh, I'm close on this one, but I go Puka. I have Puka ahead of Nico. I've I've been on a roller coaster with Nico all week long. <clears throat> I, I love that he practiced in full on Thursday. <laughs> Dave on one show said sit Nico Collins, and then the Came next one I was like, oh, uh, don't let's not say that. Let's get him out of the sits. Well, because he practiced in full. I know you were waiting for, to see that. Rams DST is uh, eighth, I think, for Dave and Jamie. You can start them. Two more games: San Francisco at Washington. <clears throat> and I guess, I, yeah, I, I try to set it up where you got any questions about Ayuk, but I'm kind of fishing for content here because I think everyone's going to start every Niner. But Ayuk, you know, like, the, the unfortunately, the commanders have not been quite as good for wide receivers lately. If you think about, believe it or not, um, in their last four games, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Waddell, and Puka Nakua all had 50 to 53 yards. 
And Waddle and Nakua were just busts that game. They were really disappointing. Forget it. I'm not going to talk yet about Ayuk. Just start Ayuk. Start Debo. Start, start Purdy. Start everyone. Kittle and McCaffrey. And um, I guess I'll do Purdy or... Well, who would you start over Purdy this week? Dak and Hurts. Uh, Dak, Hurts, and Allen. Okay. And then Kittle. Who would you start over Kittle? Would you start Laporta? Would you start McBride? Yes, McBride. How about yeah, Laporta or Kittle? Laporta. But again, if you if you have Kittle and he's been your guy, don't mess with Karma. Okay. Sure. All right. On the other side, sit Brissett. They're, 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 they're all in the great canoe. Great, great. What a canoe. Yeah. It's more like a yacht. Like I feel like if you're great, then you're not in a canoe. You're sipping champagne on the yacht. Yeah. So is there anything to to look to be optimistic about with the commanders running backs? Again, I think Gibson, if he's a solo act, then should have work in the passing game. That's been constant. Should hopefully, you know, get ten plus carries. You know, I, I know that's kind of been tough to come by for him, but really, there's nobody else. Like at this point, let him go if if Robinson doesn't play, you know. So Jonathan Williams, I don't know how much that matters if he's even healthy. Yeah, I'm so not, yeah, you know, I mean, with Rodriguez out and Robinson, if he doesn't play, look, if Ro- if Robinson plays, you know, he he's had some good moments this year, but how can you trust him coming off a hamstring injury against San Francisco? You know, so yeah. to me, it's just hands off. And I think even if Robinson plays, like Gibson can still be a desperation flex for you because that's actually when he's been at his best when he's just been in that pass catching role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I and it's not like San Francisco's run defense is elite right now. They they give up four point two no. yards per carry, and they're missing Eric Armstead, who's their best run defender. Uh, and they give up the eighth most receiving yards per game to running backs. So it's not like it was last couple years where you just couldn't run on them at all. Uh, yep. Okay, and then McCl- why is it that you like McLaurin so much? Just the Brissett thing? Yeah, I mean, look, Brissett is going to give him those opportunities. Think about what happened in twenty twenty two with Brissett to Amari Cooper. Cooper was great. He did a great job with his number one receiver. Um, he showed that, again, I, I, I used the Week 15 game, clearly better than the Week 16 game, but you saw a lot of Sauce Gardner on, on McLaurin. I think that matters. Uh, while Sergevius Ward, Ser- Ter- well, Ward mm-hmm. is, uh, is is a great corner, um, I, I just trust Brissett in maybe garbage time from the get-go, uh, throwing all over the place here, <laughs> and McLaurin having an opportunity for for maybe double digits and targets. So he's a very all good number. play from a quarterback that – has consistently found McLaurin. It's a 22% target share. I think I said 22 or 23 from Brissett. I I think he's a no-doubter as a number two receiver. All right, but you know, how about Curtis Samuel? Uh, comparing him, I look, he came off a bad game at the Jets, but he was hot earlier. And then in the Rams game, he had four targets and a touchdown on 11 routes from Jacoby Brissett. So how about yeah. Curtis Samuel with Demarcus Robinson and Rashid Shahid in that group? He's behind those guys for me, but he's right there. You know, so again, three receiver league, three receivers in a flex PPR. You don't have a better option. I think he's he's worth using. He's tied for second in target share from Brissett on the year at eighteen percent. Two other guys have eight. It's a small sample size, though. It is very small. Uh, and Logan Thomas, they've made a very good case for Logan Thomas as a sleeper earlier. Start the Niners DST. Arizona at Philadelphia. Stat of the game number one. The Eagles have allowed 16.6 or more fantasy points to a running back in four straight games. That's McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, Ken Walker, and Saquon Barkley. Like or love James Conner this week? I'm done downing him. Love him. You sound like me from last week. Yeah, no, you made a great call. Uh, 
It, well, uh, I, I felt a little lucky, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it was great to see him involved in the passing game again. Yes. That, that was my concern, you know. So five catches was awesome. Um, he's back in his home state, you know, from Erie, played college. At, there at, we go. At, at, you know, so that I think is is probably important to him. Um, and you said it though. I mean, the Eagles. There was a great um, a meme or GIF. Uh, somebody posted it was a picture. Somebody had all these bald eagles on their um, front deck. And somebody said, what would you do here? And he said, well, if the Eagles run defense, you just run right up the middle because they can't stop anybody. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 a, a golden opportunity for Connor to stay hot. Uh, would you start Pollard or Connor? Connor. Connor. Kamara or Connor? I have him back. Kamara uh, and PPR, Connor and I. Yeah, I've got Kamara once by the head of Connor and PPR. Okay, so he's he's pretty much a must-start guy. How about Nico Collins or James Conner? That's a tough one. Um, I might go Nico and PPR. I think I have Conner higher. Someone's Nico, asking. I'm telling you, Nico at home has been as much of a layup as you can find. Over He's been great. Um, look, the Jacob Gibbs had a great tweet about the target share. Have you guys talked about it? I don't want to repeat it if you have. No. Uh, no Conner Connor for me here. Huh? Yeah, we have Connor a question, Connor or Barkley. I know Jamie's going oh, with Con- uh, Connor. Dave. I'll take Saquon. All right, go ahead. Thirty-four percent target share from Stroud when there's no Tank Dell on the field to Nico Collins. Oh. And so the worry that I had was that Nico didn't look great last week. He only ran a route on forty-five percent of Houston's dropbacks, but he practiced in full. I think you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll play more. The targets should be high. I love the individual matchup for him against Titans cornerback Trey Avery who's smaller than him, who's let up six touchdowns this year in coverage. And I think that that's who he will line up across from the most in this game. I have a funny story that I, I don't think I'm going to tell it. I probably shouldn't tell, but you just reminded me of something. Tell back. Tell it off the air. Uh, okay. Well, it's tell about, it off the air. And if it's appropriate, you can tell it on the It's mailbag. about something that my dad said to me, but my dad is actually here right now. And he might be able to hear me if I say it too loud. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Mailback, mailback, mailback. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Dave mentioned this. Well, actually, wait. Let's finish with Kyler Murray here. Finish with the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. Trey McBride's a must start. Start Trey McBride. Uh, do you? Why wouldn't you like Kyler Murray this week against the? Eagles? I actually like him. Um, he, he's a borderline top twelve guy for me. I think he'll, he'll uh, have an opportunity here against a defense that certainly struggled against quarterbacks lately to make some plays with his legs again. He's not a slam dunk must start. So don't you know go out and say I have to play Kyler Murray, but I would not be surprised. He played well last week against Chicago, you know, with his production. And I think he has another similar type of performance, low end, uh, 20 point type of game. Yep. I think there are some quarterbacks that have more upside than that. I think Gino has more upside. Carr has more upside golf, uh, certainly Stroud and Baker. So he's not Carr and golf. I agree with you. I would take Kyler over Gino. All right. All right. So you guys are mostly on the same page there. Dave, a little bit lower. We're not going to start the wide receivers for the Cardinals. Um, but we are going to start Trey McBride for me. <clears throat> oh, easy. Yeah. yeah. Jalen Hurts is a start, and DeAndre Swift is the start of the week. Dave, you are lower on him, though, if you want to get in there on Swift. It's just a touchdown thing. We know that he's not a lock to get that score. Um, I think in non-PPR, he's much easier to start because he can get you 100 total yards. I love the workload the last couple of weeks, at least 18 carries each of the last two weeks. And the other thing that's missing is targets. He's not getting a lot of that in this game. Or overall, really. So I'm a little bit worried about the upside for DeAndre Swift, but I get it. The matchup's great. 
and he's been getting huge opportunities. Hopefully he finds the end zone again. And Jamie has Swift 13th in PPR. Yep. And seventh in the So yeah, you, I see you put Clyde ahead of him. Yeah, I, I said that yesterday on the show. As okay. long as Clyde's healthy, he'll, he'll have more catches. One spot ahead. Same, same. What about Zamir yeah, White if, if Jacobs is out? Uh, I would still take um, Swift over Zamir, but those those are very close options. Okay, and then for the Eagles, it, wide receivers, A.J. Brown for sure. <clears throat> Devontae Smith? For uh, sure, but as a high-end wide receiver too. Jamar Chase or yeah, Devontae Smith? Who? J- Jamar Chase. Oh, I would take Chase if he plays over Smith. I think I'd take Smith. I think I would decide that based on Legereus Sneed's availability. Of course, yes. <clears throat> uh, Dallas Goddard or Darren Waller? That was a question we had last week when they faced off against each other. It was, it was Goddard by a mile. How about this week? I'll say uh, Waller. Oh, vote for Waller, vote for Goddard. And, all right, they're both kind of low-end starters. Arizona, ninth best against tight ends, but I don't know. They gave up 100 yards to Cole Komet last week. On, like, huge throws. Their pass defense hasn't been that bad, but that's partially because they just get run all over. All right, sorry, I'm losing my voice. This was our longest show of the year. And it's, well, don't uh, forget Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch has oh, yeah. got, a, got a chance here if you're, if you're stuck as a number three receiver in that Demarcus Robinson, Shahid, Canoe. He's behind them, but um, it's the same thing that happens for the last two seasons. It's now five of seven games. I think it's five of seven. Um, might be more than that. Uh, I'll check. But where he gets at least four targets, he gets 11-plus PPR points. So it would not surprise me if he gets four targets if Marquise Brown is out. The secondary we know has been bad. So... Great DFS play and could be a potential starter for you if you're stuck. We're going to leave you with this. Dave apparently said this on last week's show, and I totally forgot. So then I stole the stat and posted it on Twitter like it was mine. But Jalen Hurts has not completed a pass of 30 or more air yards in five straight games. And in his first 10 games, he had nine such completions on 25 attempts. He's had just seven attempts of 30 or more air yards in his last five games. So they are completely missing that home run ball. But he's faced teams in his last five weeks that have been pretty good. In some cases, elite against the deep ball. The Cardinals are the exact opposite. They give up the second most completions of 30 or more air yards. I think I didn't, I, maybe I didn't even realize it, but I just felt like something was missing from the Eagles offense. And I think it's that. They're not connecting on those deep balls. I'd love to see them get back on track this week. Uh, it's 8 of 10 with uh, four-plus targets where Dorch has got 11-plus PPR points. And a song from Adam Valentino in the chat. It's the longest show of the year, yeah! Oh, man, I messed that up. Sorry, Adam Valentino. All right, uh, from one Adam to another, we'll talk to you on the mailbag in just a little bit, and good luck, everybody. Can't wait for that story. It's really not that great of a story, but I'll tell it anyway. (laughs) Dan will laugh at it. I can always count on him. Uh, see you, everybody. Good luck. What do you mean your dad's dressed? Your dad said what? What do you Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.